You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we do a podcast on what is going to be a summer Thursday. Right now, it's still a crappy spring type of Thursday, but whatever. Down the Jersey Shore, where he is going to have the binoculars out today, and rightly so, 70 degrees and sunny. His name is Albert Dukes. What's up, Al? I'm not sure I'll have the binoculars out, Jerry, because I don't know if there's going to be any whale watching to do. You know what I'm saying? People I don't know watching, they, though. I don't know if the dolphins will be out today for me to watch and look mm. at, Jerry. I don't okay. think we don't have manatee here, right? I think that's a, a warmer water situation. I don't think we get manatee. I would think warmer water, yes. That would be cool, though, if I could check out manatee. Uh, good news, I checked my shipping, and my Brazil nuts are showing up today. That's nice. Right. Good. I cannot wait to get oh. the, uh, the results of that. The results of my Brazil nuts, and if I feel more testosterone yes. based on eating Brazil nuts. I guess, the real, I guess, actually, the real question is, does your girlfriend notice the testosterone well you'll notice testosterone also in uh you know when you're lifting weights uh, you're being physically exerted Fair. you're growing facial hair well body I don't hair think that's going to help you in your facial hair area at this be point. great imagine if brazil nuts cured baldness oh my <laughs> gosh people be going nuts so you come in with a full head of hair in two weeks yeah. Like, oh, I ate Brazil nuts. Oh, I just I was having a couple of Brazil nuts. Right. Uh, some, they're like measured three here, three there. Yeah, so, hair. so we were we were talking yesterday or maybe even the day before about the various things that help uh, foods that help manhood. Yes. That sort of thing. So I had a guy reach out to me uh, and said beets are very good for your body. I've heard that too. The problem body. is they're gross. They're disgusting, right? Yeah, I can't. Now, if you're gonna tell me they have, you know, beets in a pill, <laughs> they do in. actually. You know, it's so funny. I did. I googled it, and there really? are really, yeah. There's, there's like um, vitamin type things for everything, like beet supplements and all this mm. stuff. But I, I always feel like, that. I feel like you got to eat the real deal. Oh uh, yeah, Gina, Gina used to eat beets all the time. She used to uh, put bake them in the oven. Yeah. And she said, I, I tried them one time, and she was right. She goes, they taste earthy. In other words, like dirt. Dirty? Yeah. Yeah. But I, guess, I bet there's a way to dress them up. You put yeah. a little seasoning Gouse on them. Gouse them in ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> You're still technically eating beets. You are still eating beets. Right? Load it with cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it like that when you go to the vegetable aisle, like the frozen vegetables, and it's like 
broccoli with cheese. Yeah, it's the only way I can get my kids to eat it. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Broccoli, they actually don't mind, especially if I give them that tiny, not big, but a tiny little dipping cup of uh, ranch dressing. Yeah. They will eat that, and they're not smothering it. They just like to... But the other veg... Like, I had... um, From Eat Clean Bro, I brought a couple of those meals home the other day. And so Matthew had the steak, sweet potatoes, and string beans. I got to tell you, it was, I mean, incredible. But he wouldn't eat the string beans, so I ate them. And they were tremendous. I'm like, why won't you try these? He's like, no. Like, I can't even get them. He's 16. He's not six anymore. He's like, yeah, nope, I'm good. He goes, if it's I, not broccoli, I'm not in. I'm like, wow, I was that okay. way for a long time. I was really like in my late 20s before I really started trying things. Is that true? Yeah. Like food-wise, I would be the same way. But like, not happening. Why? Wow. Don't know. Just not interested. Yeah. Well, he's still at I, I guess... Because he's been into fitness and nutrition, especially the last year since he went to high school. He's gotten into weightlifting, and he's really, um, he seems he's just more conscious of it. I thought that there would be a change in that. Like, he loves the smoothie in the afternoon now instead of lunch. Um, He eats eggs almost every day for breakfast. Like, he really is taking control of what he's putting into his body, except he won't eat most of the vegetables, which drives me nuts. Just dip them in that ranch dressing, right. Jerry. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, like it's oil. <laughs> when you get broccoli, do you get the florets or the broccoli pieces? I like the, the full floret. Yeah, me I too. I don't like the pieces. Me neither. I go full floret. Yes, I enjoy that much better. I don't like the. I don't need the whole thing, but I need the treetops, the full yes, thing. Yes, you need the treetops. You know what I like? I started doing this when I go to Mr. Shrimp's, the seafood restaurant. They, they Mr. Shrimp's? is that right next to mrs lobster (laughs) that's funny Um, mr shrimp yeah it's in belmar it's a good place a lot of old people go there which is great well you fit right in yeah maybe it's the time i'm going that i see old people now that i come to think of it yeah like five (laughs) o'clock but they serve when they bring your meal they have like a thing of cocktail sauce and i started dipping my broccoli into cocktail sauce yeah it's really good yeah that's like and cocktail sauce is like one of those things like like salsa. Like yeah. you can enjoy it and not feel like you're eating badly. Yeah, but why I uh, cocktail sauce though is one of those things I never have at home. It's like, just why when don't you're I, out. Yeah, why don't I have a thing of cocktail sauce? Well, that's home. for me that's tartar sauce. Tartar sauce, you like if that? I, I with fried shrimp, nothing better. Yeah. But I don't keep that in the house. <laughs> also not eating fried shrimp in the house, I guess. Right. Otherwise, you're afraid you start dipping everything into the tartar sauce because it's so delicious. <laughs> yes, exactly. What I like about cocktail sauce is it has that kick. It'll clear your nose out sometimes if you get up uh, some of it that has the horseradish in it. Sure. That Sounds really lovely. will clear you out. Oh, it's terrific. I have to go to Mr. Shrimps. Mr. Shrimps. Yeah. Love Mr. Shrimps. Anyway, what else do I have here for you today? Brazil nuts. I covered that. Oh, I I um I started a free trial on the Discovery Plus streaming service. All right. How many streaming services would you say you subscribe to? I only I subscribe to like things that I pay monthly. Let's see. yes. Uh, well, so there's Kate Cable, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Netflix. Right. Spotify. Yep. Sirius XM. And now, if and you now keep it Discovery Plus, Discovery Plus, you don't pay for Apple TV. Um, I uh, well, I got a new computer this year, so they gave me a year for free. But previously, you were no, no, only until like I, I, I subs- it, that was one of those things where I would uh, use it for a month 
and then watch what I was interested in because I wasn't interested in a lot of their programming. Okay. But I, I liked the morning show series, and then they put a Bruce Springsteen documentary on there. So once right. I watched those, I, I bailed on it. And what about – and you have Amazon Prime because you have Amazon. I do, yes. So that uh, technically is free, actually. Yes, yeah, because I, I, I'm not, I don't pay for it for the streaming. I right. Pay. Like, if I had to pay streaming extra, that'd be gone. Like, you have it, but you don't pay for it. Understood. Yeah. That's interesting. I was, I was thinking of trying out this Peacock network just because they have the WWE network okay. on it now. And they do have Evan like complaining yeah. about that though. Yesterday, Evan had a big problem with the fact that they were dropping the uh, some of the more offensive wrestling content, like in the '90s, the Attitude Era. There, I guess they had some offensive content. Okay, and they're not including that, which seems strange, but all right. Offensive in terms of language or in terms of skimpy outfits? Or? I think skimpy outfits. I think um, stereotypical characters got it that sort of thing i i i didn't really watch in that era but i i definitely know that they were skimpy outfits back then I mean, very sexually suggestive things they can't be skimpier than now i saw something the other day the girls barely wearing anything that's on regular television yeah but, i don't I, that's a good that's a good question i don't i don't know fully what they mean but okay so i might try that out but it was funny i i was I went through on the Discovery Plus and I was putting things on my list that I was interested in so then I could just go to the list to see what I want to watch. Yeah. And uh, I called Gina before I went to bed. I was like, oh, let me tell you what's on my my list, my Discovery Plus list. So I'm going over them and I, I hit uh, the JonBenet Ramsey, another documentary. And, and Gina goes, uh, she goes, you know, I think you could actually tout yourself as an expert on the John Bonet Ramsey case. Oh she goes God. like you could probably get speaking engagements because every time I talk to you you're watching a John Bonet Ramsey documentary. God bless you for caring so much. Yeah, that, to me that's the biggest murder mystery of our time. Yeah. Well, go solve it and become rich. And the problem is now it's been so long it was I think 97, 96, yeah, Christmas of 96. Right. Uh, many people are no longer with us who mm. were involved in the cases and things. So well, that, that makes it very difficult. I didn't realize the notorious B.I.G. murder was not solved. I did not know that either. Yeah, unsolved as well. I had. No, I mean, how is that possible that no I don't one's know. talked? Right. I mean, that to me is incredible. Yeah. But I yeah, know. Like, when will that be solved? Never. Maybe never. As you get, you know, with each passing day, yep. you're not getting closer to finding out. Do you think anybody's working on that today? No. Right. So then the how is it ever going to get solved? The only things that I think gets solved now that, that were crimes that were committed a long time ago is if the crime was committed prior to us knowing about DNA evidence. Sure. And then the evidence still being in storage lockers that can be tested for DNA. That my, stuff gets solved. My guess is DNA was around already in 1990-whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, because you know, the OJ things centered around DNA, and that was right. the same time. That was 94. Yeah. So, and this was 97. Yes. So DNA was around. It's now 2021. No one's working on it. Here's how it'll get solved. If we ever can find a different dimension and travel back in time. Yes. And to actually see things that happened. Other well, than that. You know. I don't know why I was thinking of this last night. Do you think there'll ever come a time when we can, the technology where we can speak with the dead to find out what happened? <laughs> this crossed my mind last night. No, I don't. Like, we never back then would have thought 
that I left my skin under their skin under my fingernails from fighting. And right. that's how they felt like we would never have guessed that. So you're talking about reading a dead person's brain. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Now, reading a dead me, person's brain. That to me makes more sense than talking to a dead person. When, the way you first put it was, yeah, you think about right. technology that's going to make a dead person speak. No, I don't. Right. But if you're telling me, could technology actually come up with some sort of images from a memory in a brain from a dead person? But then, the, but then that brain deteriorates every quickly. year they're in the ground. Right. So you would yeah, have very to, quickly, like you said, you'd have to save the brains. Yes, but let's say, for instance, someone that gets murdered. Right. If you could tap into that within a certain time span. Yes. After the murder, you could Correct. see the killer. That's what I mean. I think oh. that that, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but yes, I think that is possible. Ooh, this seems like it could be a sci-fi series. Yeah, sure could. You'd also, Who do I talk to? Um, I don't know. Who's in charge of the Jabba A. Ramsey case? I don't know. Everyone's dying off there. All right, well, start your own agency. Yeah, so I, I picked up, uh, I, I, I saved a lot of different, the Long Island serial killers got a, got a new series on there. So that I'll be watching all that. I'm in deep on that. So I was also, of course, you know, streaming came up again on the show. seems to come up often. Streaming services and cord cutting, blah, 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 blah. Which is still not right. Well, the only way you can do it is like, I like, like this Discovery Plus is an interesting model. So they got a lot of channels that I like. They're they're all under the Discovery Plus umbrella. And for 9.99, it's commercial free or you could do it I think 5.99 or $6 whatever it is with commercials. I'm not I'm not dealing with commercials anymore. Right. So for 9.99, if I wasn't a sports fan, and that's again where this always comes in, you I could I personally could get away with just having the internet Discovery Plus and Netflix, and I'd be happy. So you'd get CNN, like you'd get everything else, like no. Channel 2, 4, no. No. I'm be so off the grid for want, those. You wouldn't want Channel 2, 4, 5, 7? Yeah, see, I guess I would. So then I was looking today, and I looked at what Optimum charges for their bundle and the channels, and then what, like, FUBU TV or YouTube TV or... yeah. They're all about equal. Yeah. They're right. They're within a couple dollars of each other. I will tell you, and I've told you this. I've looked at my bill. I, I actually think cable is the best bargain going. Right. Because not only I think so is, too it, now. is it equal, I have 340 channels, many of which I have zero interest in, but I have them. You got them. And if I want them, I got them. Like, and I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm joking when I said it, but like, I'm paying for ID channel. I've never put it on once. But you know what? If I change my mind, I've got it. I have 300 and something channels. And I pay now, and as I've said to you before, the amount I pay is really on me because I've put it on six different TVs. Right. And I'm leasing cable boxes, and that's um, that's my fault. I don't need that. That's that's a choice, I think, um, that tax on to my bill. But, like, my standard bill with the sports pack, it's like 100 and. I think it's a hundred and six dollars a month. It's nothing. It really, to me, is very cheap. You know where they get me is the internet is expensive. Yeah, the internet. It is. It's really expensive. The other thing you could look at it because I just someone told me this about Altice, which I have. Yeah, and it's true. There's there's an Altice app for 
like Apple TV, Amazon TV. Oh, yeah. Prob- probably Roku as well, where it acts as another box in your house. See, it's funny you say that. I did not realize I get – see, this again, uh, you talk about cable being a good bargain. Yeah. Kim just, Kim just realized this. We get Netflix as part of our cables package. How about that? Uh, why and I've been paying for Netflix separately right. to to watch it over the Roku when it comes up on our as part of our cable deal. Yes, a, it's like, what am I paying? It's six or sixteen bucks a month. I just started. Yes, saving. yes, you did. So yeah, uh, once all these streaming services started bundling multiple channels, they're in the same boat as the cable companies. Yep. they got to pay for them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be the cable defender from now on. All you guys I like wanna- it. Cut your cords, go for it. I'm going to be the smarter one because A, the connection's better, number one. And Correct. B, I got more channels than you do. And C, I'm paying just as much, if not less, than you are for all those channels. Right. So, You're right, Jerry. Not too bad. Not too bad. You not are too bad. right. Yeah, man. I wanted right. to tell you something. I totally forgot. Damn it. Mm. It just, man, in the mind, out the mind. And uh, don't. And don't, and, and don't send us all those fugazi ways to watch cable. I, I don't I don't want to. It doesn't steal. Work. It doesn't work. I don't no. want to. I want to pay for the products that I consume. I didn't even know what you guys were talking about. I had two people texting me. Connor was one of them about how yeah. they're wrong. You can get NFL Sunday ticket. I'm like, no, you can't. Like right. I've tried it, and then he followed it up with, "Well, I get it from a password for my cousin." Well, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Right, I don't want to circumvent anything. Yeah, and I, I know want to. Right, I want it. I want. It's got to be mine. Right, I want it. I'm willing to pay for it. Make it happen for me. Yeah, I'm with you, hundred percent. Anyway, well, listen, right, Jerry, you have a good day, man. You have a good day. I will do my best. I've got somewhere all to right. go today. Got a lot Ooh. of driving the next couple of days, but uh, we'll something be something right. you want to share with us. Uh, not particularly. I mean, how much driving do you have to do? Well, um, I have to. Dr- I have to go to um, my my partner's funeral tomorrow, Ooh. or wake. Excuse me. Right. So that's I got to go down to um, Cape May. Uh, so that really is sad uh, and mm-hmm. sucks. And today I have something to do that's about an hour up north in the afternoon that I wasn't anticipating. So that's going to be a lot of time in the car. Other than how, that, I'm good to go. How far is Cape May from? From where you live, um, it is well, down um, there. It's about it's almost two hours from Check where the you mile are. Markers. Cape May's all the way at the end. I mean, that is amazing that that dude was driving up to Piscataway or Joe Boylan. Yeah, was dri- at eighty-two years old to do these games and then driving back home. Now, not only did he do, not only did he do that. We would get off the plane at Newark, take the bus to Rutgers, get back to Rutgers, as you know, at 2 a.m. He'd get in his yeah. car and drive home. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Now, this year, ironically enough, and even starting last year, Steve Peichel did not allow him. When we would get back to the rack after midnight, yeah. the Rutgers basketball team put him up in a hotel. Oh, right that's by, good. Yes, right by Rutgers. They would not allow him to drive home in those oh, hours. Gosh. But he w- he would argue with them. Like, guys, I'm fine. I don't need a hotel room. No, sir, you're not. It's two hours. It's the middle of the night. Please drive back home in the morning. And so he started to relent, and he was very appreciative of that, as you can imagine. They really yeah. took care of him. I'm telling you, I'm not a nicer man on this planet you'll never meet. Um, but, yeah, he was he, – he, he would come up just for practice for an hour. Two yeah, hours up, crazy. two hours back. Is he? Uh, was he a married man? Is his wife yeah. still with us? Sixty-two years, I believe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She's a great woman. I yeah. Love her to death. But 
Yep, going to be a very sad right. day tomorrow yeah. on Saturday. That's a tough one. All yep. right then, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show here, and we'll see everybody back here tomorrow at 5 on the warm-up program. That's a deal. See you all. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. We go Thursday morning, a couple of minutes after 5 o'clock. I'm in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri, another fantastic parking job by both of us. Down the Jersey Shore, we find the old man by the sea and his dog. His name is Al Titus Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Good, good morning, Jerry. I'm less than two weeks to my triumphant return to the WFAN studios, where I will take the phone and smash it probably a couple times. I have been thinking, like, how many calls into screening them will Eddie hear my first curse word? Four. Four calls in. Okay. That's fair and probably accurate. Uh, that's the type of over-under number that you'll get uh, betting, uh, wagering on both sides. Some people might think a uh, second call in. Others might think, eh, maybe I'll relax early on and uh, won't be so aggressive towards the caller. But uh, definitely be definitely by 7 a.m. there will be uh, some curse words exchanged between me and the callers. Sounds about right. So I'm looking forward to that. But, Jerry, uh, I woke up this morning and uh, people with real jobs – we don't have real jobs, but people with real jobs can relate to this, I think. I Nothing better than when you wake up in the morning to start your day when you see a meeting canceled notice come across your email. Our uh, meeting after the show with Mark Chernoff has been canceled for today, and it just starts your day off on the right foot. You know what I mean? Like, there's a man or a woman right now whose alarm is going off, and they're dreading a meeting that they had today, and they look over at their phone, and they go canceled i don't mind the meeting oh, is that right i don't mind the meeting i like to see mark i feel like we miss him around here i know it is just it's just fun to get a cancellation notice like i love a good cancellation like any almost any sort of plan here's what you like this is yeah. i know you long enough now yes you like especially a cancellation for something you committed to three months ago and the oh, time yeah. has come to actually have to go yes. fulfill that commitment yes that would make you um aroused yeah like even like uh, dinner plans for a Saturday night. Not w- like if it's just Gina, I'm good. But if it's like Gina and other people, no, oh, good to know. I want to ask you guys out. <laughs> the day of, I'm like, oh, yo, canceled. Ooh, because Kim has asked in the past, like, why don't we ever do anything? No, we with would. Al, okay, um, no, I would. I would. Enjo- I would enjoy dinner with. No, you. I would not I, look. You, that, no, I would not look for sorry, cancellation, Jerry. Not going to be asking anytime soon. Now. This is what I really meant. Gina's friends. <laughs> <laughs> like when I commit to doing something with Gina's friends, I understand. And then one of them is, uh, oh, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to make it. But that's a shame. Let me call right now and knock down those reservations. How about this? If you think you can't make it, let's just move on. Yeah, just move on. But no, I'm. You know what? This summer, Jerry, definitely is going to be the summer of Al. 
Uh, I'm going to really enjoy my time down here. Or I'm going to have uh, you down for dinner. I'm going to have Eddie Scazzeri down for wow. dinner. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll see when that invite comes. Who else do I know? I have three friends, Paul, Steve, John. They'll come down for dinner. Mm-hmm. All separate occasions. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. All right. And I, I think and you I'm, should have Mark Malusis over. He lives so far away. Let him say no. Well, yeah, I'll put the invite to like Boomer and Geo as well. You have to. Of course you have to do <laughs> Let that. Let them wrestle with that. Well, Boomer won't wrestle with it, but like Geo would wrestle with. It would be nice to go. It's 19 hours away. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. And that's how a, I would it, feel. And it would be a weekend in the summer, which we don't yeah. get many good summer days. <laughs> good point, Jerry. I'm going to invite them both. I think you have to. <laughs> Maybe we'll gonna, even do maybe we'll even do a show barbecue at my house again. We'll go, oh. Hopefully Bob won't drown in the pool. Okay, show barbecue at Jerry's. This is what I mean, Jerry. This is where March twenty fifth, this is where we're at. We're already starting to plan. Meetings were canceled. We're starting to plan our summer. Things are happening. Things might and I'm be happy. Happening. Yes. It's a Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Think about my last year goodness. at this time. We didn't think sports would come back for five years. And here we are. Baseball is about to begin one week from today. They've oh. had really no COVID issues at all that, that I know of, which is a good thing. You're right. Last year at this time, things were looking down. I think I think it was right around this time last year that Boomer and Geo had that doctor on from Columbia that basically made me feel like the world was ending. You're all going to pass away. I mean, and understandably so, looking back, he wasn't far off with a lot of what he said, but well, boy, was it depressing. Yeah, it was very depressing. It sure was. Uh, there's a terrific uh, Twitter feed, a Twitter follow that I have recommended in the past. I'm going to recommend it again. It's called Super 70s Sports. Yeah, I, I follow that. You follow it. I mm-hmm. find it hilarious. Like the guy puts out, he shows pictures of old baseball cards where guys look ridiculous. Yes. Just things about sports in the 70s. And he does 80s as well, even though he's called Super 70s Sports. Well, I saw one yesterday on, uh, on Twitter, which uh, this could be... Me being old man, sports were better in my days. Could be. Situation. That's just another example. Just another example. So he tweeted out a photo of Cardinals pitcher John Tudor. Wow. That's a good one. And he wrote, in 1985, Cardinals pitcher John Tudor had 10 times as many shutouts as Jacob deGrom has in his career. Yeah. And and he didn't win the Cy Young Award. That doesn't surprise me. John Tudor, I looked as I checked his stats this morning in 1985. And by the way, he was a bastard to the Mets, this John Tudor. I remember. Mm-hmm. In 85, he had 10 shutouts, 14 complete games. Yeah. This guy was a monster. And he, he probably wasn't even in the running for the Cy Young Award. It was a different game. I mean, it just was it, different. You were If you went out and pitched in the early and mid-80s, you were expected to go out and pitch eight, nine innings. Yes. Now it's if you throw five, we're celebrating you like right. you're this amazing starting pitcher when you're yeah. not. So was John Tudor a better pitcher than Jacob deGrom? I say stop, yes. Stop, 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 stop. What do you mean stop? He was not a better pitcher than Jacob deGrom. It's a different game. Players and then, were different. The games were different. It just it was different. Then I had people writing to me, you would be bored out of your skull watching a game from 1985. I Not will true. tell you, but I will tell you this. I went back and watched a Tom Seaver game from yeah. 19, 1978, maybe, I want to say. I forget what year it was, but it was somewhere in the late 70s. I was bored to tears. But, you are, but you're not, uh, would you say, more bored than current baseball? Um. I'll tell you why I was more bored, and this is probably more of a reflection on me than the game itself. The telecast was horribly boring. (laughs) 
There were no there were no graphics. Yeah. There were very few replays. The guys that were doing the game were just not good. And I guess because I enjoyed Keith and Ron and Gary, perhaps I enjoyed a little bit more. I don't mind Michael Kay and David Cohn and Ken Singleton on yes. It's just like the, the presentation of the game was nothing more than the game. Yeah, you're right. Now the guys are like are expected to the the guys that are good at it, like you mentioned, Kay and uh, the the S and Y dudes. Yeah, they they do like a show, a talk show during the game. No question. Like they, you can tell they've got a rapport with one another, and they're sharing stories, especially with you know, especially with the Mets. And I'm not saying it's different with the Yankees, but I do watch more Met games than Yankees. And just listening to Keith and Ron talk about the old '80s and you know how they kind of relate to this, but it's just, it's good. It's fun. And keep with the cat and talking about, you know, where's he live? Sag Harbor. Is that where that is? Yes. Right. I just, I don't know. I find it more entertaining than just the game itself. But when you watch this Tom Seaver game, the, the one thing I'd noticed, I watched uh, an eighties Mets game uh, probably a year ago. And it was just so much quicker oh, as moves. far as, yeah, the pitchers, the yeah. pitchers and the batters, batters in the box, pitchers pitch, get the ball back, pitchers pitch. Like it, it seemed much quicker that way. I have said for years, all this nonsense with speeding up the game, it's so simple. As a batter, you don't allow them to leave the batter's box. That's it. That ch- I bet you you would shave 15 minutes off every game. I really believe that. If you don't allow the batters to walk out of the batter's box, change the, you know, the, the, the batting gloves, look around the crowd, like just stay there. Kind of like uh, Aaron Judge does. Aaron Judge is great. He gets in the batter's box, doesn't move until he's either out or on base. Is that right? Oh, Aaron Judge is outstanding with that. Yeah, he just stands there. Like, all right, let's go. Pitch. Let's go. There was a guy in the 70s and 80s, Rick Manning, I think his name was. He was mm. on the Indians. That dude used to like adjust his cup and all sorts of... Well, A-Rod, A-Rod and Jeter were bad with that, too. Remember Jeter used to keep flipping up the, the batting gloves nonstop. A-Rod yeah. would take that left foot... And he would wide turn it left and then just look around. It's like, dude, just stay there and hit. David Wright, too, he'd adjust his gloves on yeah, every most of them, honestly, foul ball. Most of the players. And then, listen, you can get a pitcher like a Steve Traxel, who was nicknamed the human rain delay because it took him forever to throw the ball. But for the most part, I feel like the pitchers are usually waiting for the batter to get set. By the way, Jerry, John Tudor from the Cardinals, he's 67 years old, and he was born in Schenectady, New York, according to my Wikipedia page. Very nice. Very I wonder nice. what he's doing these days. Sleeping. It's 5, 12 in the morning. So right now, you think John Tudor is sleeping? I, if I had to get, yeah, I would say he's sleeping. I'll, let's see, John Tudor, is it possible that he's coaching his grandkids' Little League team? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's possible. That's how he probably spends a day. Possible. Hmm. Maybe he's got his own, like, indoor facility. Tutor Hi, time. welcome. <laughs> Do you need me to tutor your kids on baseball? Hi, I'm John Tudor. <laughs> Stupid. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this, living in that world, if you spend three seconds in a major league baseball organization, a lot of people will either hire you or you'll open up your own place and you will be featured as John Smith, former Cardinals pitcher. And it's like, boy, I don't remember that guy. And then you look him up, it's like, wow, he pitched one game in single A. And it, but now it's true. He was a pro, all good. A guy like John Tudor that would have major credentials. Oh yeah, he I'd would have clean up. I'd have those hanging on the walls. I'd be like, "Hi, yeah. I, I'm John Tudor. I have had more shutouts in one year than Jacob Degrom has his whole career. <laughs> Let me tutor your kids on pitching." <laughs> That's funny. Hi, I'm John Tudor. I had 14 complete games in 1985. Now here's my question to you: 
And this is why, like, you know, what was his ERA? Did John Tudor's ERA? even approach Jacob deGrom's. Well, what was Jacob deGrom's ERA? Jacob deGrom has seasons where it's been under two. All right, Jerry. I'll tell you what his uh, ERA is. You want to know what his lowest ERA was? Yeah, because you, yeah, you well, actually 1985. asked me. You actually asked me the question, was he a better pitcher okay. than Jacob deGrom, which is laughable. I'll give you his 1985 stats. He had an ERA of 1.93. For the full year? For the full year. Well, that's a pretty good year. Yeah. That that's, was that's a really pretty good. That was a, a good re- year. <laughs> he was he was twenty one and eight that year, with that's, fourteen complete games. Yeah, I got to be honest, that's pretty good. Now Degrom in eighteen had an ERA of one point seven. Hmm. What is his career ERA? His if you career tell me it's under two. I'm going to slap no, you through not. the microphone. His career ERA is three point one two. You know what? That's pretty good too. It's that's, pretty good. That's, Jerry. He's not. Listen, Degrom's the is two point six, but. That's not bad. Meanwhile, he's not even going to go down in history as like a great baseball pitcher. Um, I don't know. I mean, when you mentioned John Tudor, like I remember him and I remember yeah. being good. I don't know that I think of him as a great, great pitcher, but I'll tell you what, from what you're telling me, and we didn't watch him every day in St. Louis, that's for sure. But that's, man, that's that's impressive. What do you say, Jerry? Full hour of John Tudor talk this morning? One well, full hour? Already- Shockingly, we've already given John Tudor about six minutes, which is stunning to me. I want somebody to get to John Tudor today and say, just so you know, a couple of guys in the morning on the big sports talk, the big sports talker in New York City, WFAN, big John Tudor fans today from 5 to 5.15. He's going to be like, can you get me a tape of that? Be like, oh, just hit the radio.com rewind. Go to 5 a.m. Somebody get this message to I John gotta, Tudor. I got to tell Please. you, though, you're, these numbers, like those are Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, get him there, Jerry. Is he there? <laughs> Before he passes. He might. You know what, Al? No, I don't think on. he's there, I'm Jerry. Looking. Mm-hmm. Those numbers mm-hmm. are pretty impressive, though. Let me check my John Tudor uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, no, he's not in the Hall of Fame. That is really something, though. Yeah. See, you learn something every day. Knew he was him, good. I, That's pretty good. I'd get on TV every year and be like, you guys are aware that I uh, had a year where I threw 10 shutouts? You guys out here talking about Jacob DeGrom? Now, here's my question to you, and I don't know the I mean, Someone on Twitter can help me with this because mm-hmm. I would think you don't know the answer, too. You don't know that. If, Jacob if it's about DeGrom, John Toder, I know it. If Jacob DeGrom throws seven innings of scoreless baseball, that does yeah. not go down as a shutout. No. So does not. I, I would need to know how many scoreless innings John Tudor has thrown compared mm. to DeGrom. Oh, all right. I'll do some research, Jerry. Well, I don't think we're going to be able to do that, but I mean, at least not in the next 45 minutes. Yeah, I would have no idea how to figure that out. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, When I say to you the game is different, like Jacob DeGrom never has the opportunity for the most part to go nine innings. And how many times have we seen him come out of a game up one nothing? Yes. And the Mets either win one nothing or lose 2-1. Baseball in the '80s was the best, Jerry. It was, it was better. The best. Yeah, it was. It was definitely different, and in, in certain cases, better. I don't. Would you say you. better? You would say better if I had. If you had to take a survey, it said, it "Was baseball better in the '80s? I yes or no?" And you players, had no other option. I think the players, like in most sports, if not all sports, right now, are better conditioned now. They're better athletes now, and I think they're probably better players now. But if you talk about the scope of the game and the way it was played, I enjoyed it better back then. Me too. And it doesn't mean that it being safer makes it worse. I just enjoyed the game the way it was played 20 years ago as opposed to now or 30 years ago. Whatever Would you say everything was better in 1985? Everything? Rock music? No, yeah. not everything. I don't like music. Pro wrestling? You know that. I like the music from the 90s. Yeah. 
So no, I would not say that. But the wrestling, yes, because I didn't know. I don't know wrestling beyond the eighties. We probably all think whatever era we grew up loving it the most was the best, right? So like, um, we'll get old people callers that call and say the Mickey Mantle era was the best. Others will say the Don Mattingly era was the best. I guess Jeter like, era. I have a tough time saying that though because I really think the baseball in the two thousands was. Was a lot of fun, and that's not me growing up. I mean, in the two thousands, I was well into my twenties at that point. But I Even think the with, game was better in the eighties. But I think the players and the personalities have been better since. Jerry John Tudor didn't even pitch in the two thousands, so I don't know where you're getting this information from. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. When we come back, man, at some point this hour, I did watch the uh, the Biggie documentary yesterday. Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Okay, cool. I'll come back with some Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. And I had music. one very. Um, not interesting, but one one thought that dominated the hour and a half oh, for me. Okay, excellent. I will say that. So we'll we'll get to that at some point as well. Brooklyn Zones. Yes, and uh, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, 25 after 5, you hear the music that Al is playing. He uh, turned me on to this Biggie documentary on Netflix, which I did watch yesterday after he got all into it. Um, I guess, what, over the weekend you probably watched it? Uh, yes, over the weekend. This was what I took from it. And I actually, you know, it's interesting. They had great footage, and you're right about that. I, the fact that they documented so much and took so much VHS um, tape footage was was cool to see. I don't feel like I learned a lot about him, though, to be honest with you, in the hour and a half. But this is the one thing I really took from it. His mom deserved better. Like, she seemed like such a sweet woman. Yes. She was so concerned about him. She, as a single mom, she did so much to try and keep him off the streets. And all he did was end up on the streets. I, I don't know. I, I watched the whole thing. And my, my heart broke for her the whole time watching it. You know, even like the whole the notion of... He wouldn't even allow her to listen to his music, and I don't know. I I didn't come away watching that in love with the person as much as I liked her. Right. Is that fair? That is fair. I would say, yes, she came off as very well. Pairing that Biggie Smalls documentary with the Crack documentary on uh, sure. Netflix also— sure was interesting because if you if you watch both of those or if anyone was in it, living in this area around those that the time of crack it, it was it, I think it would be hard if you lived in one of those neighborhoods where the crack was being dealt and your friends were making tons of cash yeah. selling crack yeah. and your option was to go work at McDonald's or something for minimum wage when you were in your teens. Right. Think about that. You could have made probably $4 an hour back then, or as what they say, the one ounce was worth $1,800. Yeah. And then and these God. kids were selling enough crack to buy like 
Cars. Great looking cars and clothes and yeah. chains. I think it would be very hard not to get sucked into that I, lifestyle. And I don't disagree with that at all. I think you're 100% right. It's really tempting. And especially if you're struggling, why wouldn't you? I understand that. I just really felt bad for his mom. That, yeah. that, I, and there's no way around that. I, she, it seemed like she was trying to do everything in her power. Like the one line when they said they had her schedule down to a T and they knew exactly what subway she'd be on. So they knew exactly when to stop to where they could go back to looking like they were, you know, good guys not doing anything wrong. Like, God, it's just, I don't know. As a parent, you sit there and you feel for the woman because she did as much as she could and tried to instill, yes. you know, these great values in her son. And it just didn't work because he was drawn in by that. Right. But in doing so, in, in, in trying to support your family as a single mom, she was gone all day working. Right. I know, really so tough. So that you can't control, especially, I think it's a little easier now. You can track your kids on their phones. Sure. You know, it, you know, it's a little easier than it was back then. I, I, my one question, and it was never, I, maybe it was and I missed it, was I was surprised, or not surprised, was the grandmother around? Because I could not believe, so she's still alive at 96 and she was interviewed for this. Yeah, I think she was. Uh, was she still in Jamaica? Yes. Okay, well, that answers that question. Yes, she was in Jamaica. The actual Jamaica, not Jamaica, Queens. Right. No, 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 no. I know. The island of Jamaica. The island of Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was interesting. Like I said, the footage was really good, um, but I, I didn't feel like I learned a whole lot about him, but it was it was, it was good. That's it was, fair. It was worth the time. You know, I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Now, I'm, now that's all I'm listening to, Notorious B.I.G. music. I also found it hilarious when, because you... Uh, Going into it, you're like, oh, Biggie Smalls. But I was like, no, he's not really known as that anymore. And you find out that it was that <laughs> that guy that had the name. Yeah. I guess sued him for it. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, so he had to call himself <laughs> Biggie or Notorious B.I.G. That was actually pretty fun. That guy was in the documentary for all of three seconds, and that's all <laughs> he needed to be in it for. That was, was funny to me. And it was just his picture, right? Yes, in a car. This just corny teenage like a kid. Dork. Right. <laughs> Let me look him up. What is that Biggie Smalls doing these days? I don't know. It was S M A L L Z, I think, right? Is oh, that is that right? Called? I think so. Smalls with a Z. I, again, it was up on the screen so quickly, but I think that's what it was. Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Can't yeah, you funny. see? So the footage was wild, though. Words. The one, excuse me, the one rap battle where he really was, I guess. Oh, he smacked that guy down. That to me was the bet because. And I know he goes down as one of the greatest. That's fine. I'm not in that realm. I don't know the music all that well. Um, but a lot of what I heard like didn't work for me. That one was unbelievably yeah. incredibly well done. I wish I could settle all my scores with a rap battle, Jerry, because I would just dominate. I'll just sing Beat Tom Brady and see if anybody Beat can Tom top Brady. that. That's all. Yeah, that's what, that was a thing. We saw that in 8 Mile. The um, Yes. With Eminem. Eminem uh, movie. A lot of rap battles. Yeah. And I guess that's all legit. I, I wouldn't know, but, you know, I'm going to assume. I mean, we saw it on in real footage. Like, the Eminem thing was a movie. Yes. You're hoping that that's all legit. This was real footage. That, that's the other thing, too. And I am not... A, listen, the language doesn't phase me. It really doesn't. But at one point, my wife looked at me and said, like... How can you lower this? Like it's enough with the F word and the N word. I mean, it was nonstop through the hour and a half. You have to admit that. Yes, uh, you kind of get uh, numb to the language you, sometimes. Yes, you a hundred percent do, and it's almost as if no matter who was being interviewed, didn't matter who it was. It was like they couldn't get through a sentence without cursing. Yes, but to each his own. Doesn't bother me. It's just I, I, 
I guess I was taken aback a little bit by it. That's all. So give me this, Jerry. Five stars. Give me how many stars out of five. Five being it was super terrific. Three, three stars. That's fair. Yeah, a three. I think I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. Three and a half stars. I would have trended between two and three, but I'm going to go three for average. Not great, not bad, worth the watch. Yes, worth the watch, entertaining, but it was not great. It was right. always good. It was okay. Fair Fine. enough, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, last night, uh, if you were a fan going to a basketball like, game. Real quick, in, before you yeah. move on to the basketball thing, oh, because this was another thing that struck me watching it. Oh, okay. Did you feel like you had a real grasp onto why he was shot? Like the whole two, do you feel like they did they explain the whole Tupac thing well? Because no, they only really touched on East Coast versus West right. Coast rapping. I, I really thought that that's what a lot of this was going to be. They gave you really no, there was no explanation of it. Like I don't feel like I came yeah, that's away true. from it understanding what the whole beef was, right, and why it happened. In both cases, both people being shot. You're right. That's a fair point, Jerry. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think there have been a full documentary about just that, so maybe that's why they didn't do too much about it. I'll have to check it out. Well, last night, Jerry, if you were a basketball fan in Utah and you wanted to go out to a game to watch uh, the very popular national national team of the Brooklyn Nets. Who were those guys? You didn't see any of the quote-unquote big three. No, you didn't even get Blake Griffin. (laughs) He literally just started playing. He needs knee management. Oh, my God. Knee management? That's what they called it, I think, yeah. Well, the Nets lost 118-88. That's this a blowout in basketball, so right? Fast. Yes. It so was 38-17 in the first quarter. You had none of the three. Kyrie's still out. He's not doing this road trip. KD still has the hamstring situation. Yep. And uh, Harden was out uh, resting. Yeah. It Time management sort of situation. Neck. Well, he's got oh, a my neck. sore neck. and oh, I my think, neck. I actually think this one came from the top. I don't think this came from him. I get the sense he'd be out oh, there every true. day. Yeah. But it seems like they kind of held him out. Alizé Johnson led the team with 23 points and 15 rebounds. It sounded like you called me a Johnson. You said Al is a Johnson. <laughs> I'm not a Johnson. I'm a Dukes. Uh, Al is a Johnson. Al is a Johnson. <laughs> Listen, you call yourself what you want to call yourself. <laughs> I call myself Johnson. <laughs> Big Johnson. Big Johnson. And uh, the, uh, the other night, this happened Tuesday night, but it kind of just came out yesterday afternoon. Uh, the Nick, a Knicks fan was kicked out of the garden on Tuesday night. Yes, over, I heard Cotton uh, and Roberts discussing this yesterday. Yeah, he was wearing a Bandolan t-shirt, and uh, he was told he could stay if he could cover up his shirt. They offered him a free shirt. Offered him a free Nick shirt. He just, I guess, you know, wanted to be a tool. See, I'm with both Craig and Evan on this one. Because, what did they say? Well, please, like you didn't listen. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, Craig had the, the, the notion of Garden Security did a great job. They gave this guy every opportunity to not be a, a douche, as he goes. And they were very him. polite. Very polite. And he declined. And clearly, he was doing it for attention. I'm, I'm with Craig. And good. He got kicked out. See ya. I'm also with Evan that I don't think we need to be so sensitive that he gets kicked out. Right. It's kind of like, I'm kind of with both of them. But at the end of the day, I mean, what's the point? Really? Like, the team's playing well, finally. You've got a good team that's on the up. Now is the time we're trying to make a spectacle of this. It doesn't seem to make sense to me. Right. And his shirt, while, you know, it said Bandolan, it wasn't offensive in that it didn't have offensive language on it. 
Right. It was just offensive to the guy that owns the building yes. and the team. So yeah. I don't know. It's one of those complicated, you know, is it allowed? Should it be allowed? Would you like someone to come into your house saying, you know, Al Duke sucks? I don't do know. Not, Jerry, when I invite you down here for the summer, do not walk in and say that I suck. Right, you would not appreciate that I in your own home. I would not appreciate that. Exactly. So do they Please. overreact? Probably, but it is it is what it is. So, All right, 25 in front of six. We got Boomer and Geo. We're that close to the Boomer and Geo show. Don't go away. We're coming back on the fan. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. All right, 543. It's Thursday morning. We're that close to the weekend. I kind of feel like Thursday really does start the weekend because there's a good feel to Thursday because tomorrow's Friday, quite frankly. And totally agree. We get to sleep, which is awesome. I got to tell you, this sleep thing, man, it is getting hard to wake up because I get to bed later and later. That alarm goes off, Al, and it's like I'm ready to throw the phone out the window. Don't do that because then uh, if you hit snooze by accident, you'll never hear it in your yard. I set four alarms. So I'm hopeful that that will not happen. I hope so too, Jerry, because God knows I couldn't do this by myself. I don't know no, what yeah, would go could. on. No, I couldn't do the one segment when you when you're uh, the <laughs> system crapped out the one day. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Ah. Well, you can always break down the net game from last Did night. Alizé Johnson. Yeah, Alizé Johnson. By the way, someone just hit me up on my DMs, told me John Tudor scuffed the ball. Do not come that into my DMs. Surprise DM. me. Do not tell me that but that's okay, on John right? Tudor Day. Why? And John, <laughs> we're celebrating John Save Tudor it. today. Save it for another day. By the way, Dwight I, Gooden won the Cy Young that year. Oh, yeah, he was out. amazing that year. You oh, know what's so tremendous. funny about that, though, what you just referenced, is baseball is going to be monitoring the spin control this year with all their new technology yeah. to basically find the guys that have or are cheating so they can kind of control it. But we have no problem with that, right? That's okay. Right. That guys through the years spit on the ball, scuff the ball. Scuff it up. Put black tar on their hat so that they can make the ball do tricky things to scrub yeah. the hitter. That's fine. Oh, we're good with that. Again, it always comes down to we're fine with cheating depending upon what degree and if we're okay with it. Like everybody's such a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah, we don't, like, we don't like when there's um... – technology involved in our cheating but if you go out there and scuff up a ball or like whatever that good old-fashioned cheating right yeah whatever that mike scott was doing when he was on the astros i hated that guy yeah most not not most every met fan hated that guy especially 86 hated that guy so it's good it's okay to cheat just don't pass a specific line of cheating at that point then we get now we're in an uproar knock it off if you're banging on trash cans that's different give me a break I remember one game where Mike Scott, you know, he was, and Mike Scott would get in the head of the Mets players. Sure. Right? I remember one, there was one pitch, uh, Gary Carter, who was my favorite player. Gary Carter swung and missed at this ball so badly. (laughs) He looked, he looked right back at the ump like, what, what are we doing? What was that? Yeah. What was that? That ball was scuffed. Yeah. Well, and it was well known. It really was. I mean, I guess he was accused. I mean, was it ever actually confirmed? Yeah. I mean, you have to be an idiot not to think it was. He was doing things with that baseball. Man, it is funny. But Right, and he was on the Mets prior to the Astros, Mike Scott was. Yeah, but not not pitching like that. No, it was before he was scuffing balls up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? At the end of the day, the Mets wound up winning. So, oh, well. That's true. Uh, Jerry, we have a story of a hero. Uh, unfortunately, it's not me. I 
mainly like stories of me being a hero, but this is a Patriots lineman. He's not a starting lineman. He's not a guy whose name you're going to know, but he is a hero. Justin Heron is his name, or Heron. How would you say, Jerry? H-E-R-R. but I don't know. Justin Heron. And another man who's not a football player, so no need to know his name, Jerry. Oh, that's nice. What if it was you? Right. Well, this would be like if me and Boomer became heroes. They'd be like, Boomer is nice, and and another man. man. I'd be the other man. They helped stop an attempted sexual assault of a 71-year-old woman in the middle of the day, in the middle of a park Mm -hmm. in Tempe, Arizona. And a lot of people want to know where a lot of these quotes come from. These are like we talk we discuss these stories a lot on the podcast. Yeah. And this is where society makes you want to vomit. Okay. Like how is like, like what is mentally wrong with someone that they would go do this to a 71-year-old woman in the it's just 11 a.m. No words for it. 11 a.m. Tempe, Arizona. So Patriots uh, lineman Justin Heron, he was there with another gentleman and they ran over it. They heard the woman yelling. It's disgusting. Now, I only wish that this Justin Heron would have pummeled this guy into next year. He pulled him off the woman and uh, held him until police arrived. Good for him. I hope he goes wish, to jail for a long time. I only wish this Justin Heron on the page would have just punched this guy right in the face. Mm, you're, well, I don't disagree with you. and Would have been nice. Are you doing this just to do your sound effects? No, I just thought of it while I was doing it. <laughs> Like, I, uh, just drill him right in the like, face. Look at it this way, Al. You're always concerned about going out between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Correct. I hear a story like this, and I'm going to limit your hours to basically between 2 and yeah. 3 p.m. Because if you can't go out and take a stroll at 11 o'clock in the morning in a park, like, what is the point? And a beautiful day in the park, so it's not God. like there was nobody in the park. Really? I'm just sick. There's no other. There's no words for it. Just loser. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. And let Justin Heron take a shot at his face. Fine by me. Or even pretend to just block him, because I'm sure this guy was just a <laughs> scrawny punk. Block him into next week. Yeah, block him right into next week. You never played football, right? You never played tackle no. football? Those drills used to be, oh my God, when they would set up two cones, and you would have to, <laughs> you'd have a running back, and then you'd have a, a, a lineman in front of him, and you would have to shed the block to make the tackle. And sometimes you would stand up there. And I played tackle football when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. So for like, I guess it was five years. And I'll never forget the one time when I finally reached the uh, the midget age, I think is what it was called, when I was 12. The first, the first one I did, the kid was about my size. It was fine. The second time my turn came up, it was against one of like the good linemen. He blocked me into the next day. Oh, my God. It was... Ah. I think this that, is yeah, it was wild. This is what we need for this attacker yes, to be blocked. I, I totally agree. And he doesn't get pads, and you can put pads on Heron right. and a helmet. No let's pads. Just clobber this guy. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh God. Ah, whatever. Here's an odd story, Jerry. And you would think the last uh, one wasn't. <laughs> that was an odd one. This was this another odd one. It's back to back odd sports related stories. Uh, you would think that a high school coach or anybody really would know better than to do what this. High school coach did uh, Duxbury, Massachusetts. This high school, you said. The high school. The, okay. Their football coach was fired after he had uh, anti-Semitic play calls. Oh boy! Oh, wh- oh wh- Jerry! Oh, wh- what? I I don't know what to say. No, none of the other coaches said. Ah, uh, coach. Uh, 
I think I think we shouldn't call these plays these terms. The coach is like, I'm the coach. Um, these are the plays. Did they talk to this guy? Like, are there quotes from him or other coaches or kids or something? Kids and pets. Uh, I, that I didn't see, Jerry. Pets. I just see that he talk. he got fired. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. What are you we can't doing? do that. You think? Oh God! I think people what? are really stupid. Like, do you think he? It crossed his mind. Like, huh? I really would like to call this play something anti-Semitic. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. I think I it's. I don't uh, know. Maybe maybe he thought he was being hilarious. I don't know. Maybe. There's nothing funny about it. It's stupid. And you know what? He'll probably never coach again. You're right. He's probably like, watch how hilarious I'm going to be, and the kids are going to love me. Any other great stories today, Al? Because these suck. Hmm. All right. Here's a good story, Jerry. Prince. Are you familiar with Prince? Prince? Never heard of him. Purple Rain, <laughs> yes. Raspberry Beret, this sort of thing. Yeah. His ashes are going to be on display at Paisley Park Studio in uh, Minnesota. When are you going? Uh, for fans to pay tribute. It's the fifth anniversary of his death. How many people will show up for that? Uh, a lot of people. Because it's uh, in Minnesota. There's not a lot of cool things in Minnesota. Prince. Oh, be- by the oh, way, oh. sorry, just because you brought up uh, Minnesota. Yeah. You know what popped up on Facebook yesterday? Our I Minnesota an, trip? I got an ad for Visit Cleveland. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, we discussed. Al. Give me a break. We Visit discussed Cleveland? That. Your phone heard you. That's absurd. Your phone, Jerry, is a warm-up show listener. Yeah, apparently so. That's awesome. Man. Shout out to your phone. That is, I'm sorry. Finish your uh, Prince story. If your phone's listening, do not look up wiener pills for Jerry. <laughs> We've been there, done that. <laughs> I've gotten all those blue pill ads. Are you out of your mind? I mean, good Lord. Now, well, what did we discuss yesterday on the podcast? Um, what was that uh, uh, supplement? That, uh, Oh, uh, I've certainly gotten Bra- Brazil nut ads. Brazil nuts. I've gotten those already on my phone. I did not get any ads for supplements, though. They say Brazil yet. Brazil nuts are a natural testosterone booster. And guess who bought four dozen of them? The box is showing up today, Jerry. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We're going to walk back, around like a man tomorrow, we'll, uh, today. You can get back to Prince when we come back, and then we'll get your Boomer and Geo at 6. Right now at Radio.com Sports Minute. It's Amy Lawrence on March Madness. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I will get you to Boomer and Geo coming up in just a minute. If you just woke up, the Nets got blasted by Utah, but no one played. What are you going to do? Tonight, the Knicks take on the Wizards. What else you got, Al? And it's John Tudor Day here on the warm-up show, if you uh, missed out. And the NBA trade deadline at three along with John Tudor Day. Hmm. Are we expecting any big trades today, Jerry? Like, um, is there going to be somebody traded that a guy like me would go interested? Lonzo Ball, Michael okay. Oladipo, Kyle Lowry. Those are three good names that I think will get traded today. Is that right? Where's this Ball fellow going? Don't know. Don't know the answer to that. Hmm. I don't know where any of them are going. You've yeah. got people, teams are interested in all of them. I don't know. And it seems like the Knicks are interested but not willing to part with much to get them. So right. They may not up in any of them. Don't know. All right, Jerry. Should I watch for Radrian Wojnarowski's Twitter for all these breaking news feeds? Although I, w- I would say sh- that would be a very good idea this morning. Okay. Well, I'll start following him on Twitter then. Uh, I was I mentioned Prince before. It's the, the Bo- Brooklyn Nets what? and New York Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, April 5th at the Barclays Center.